Are you in need of a flexible and reliable staffing solution for your hospitality business? Look no further, because I want to tell you about Winolo. That's W-O-N-O-L-O, Winolo. Winolo stands for Work Now Locally. Winolo enables businesses to find quality and reliable workers for on-demand, seasonal, short-term, and long-term work. Ditch the bulky paperwork and interview process and use Winolo to find quality workers for your hospitality needs fast and get work done even faster. So take your hospitality business to new heights with Winolo and join the industry leaders who have experienced the power of on-demand staffing. With flexible workers and no hidden platform fees, you can save on operating costs and maximize earnings with ease. Winolo is available in over 100 markets, including Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, New York, and Seattle. Get workers who are ready to work and spend less time finding them with Winolo. All right. We are very excited today for today's episode. Joining us, our friend, Mr. David Burzon, CEO of Snooze Eatery. We're going we're gonna to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving Snooze Eatery. Jimbo, we do things a little bit differently. Change it up on me. Change it up a little bit. You know, we're going to, because we're, we're, we're at Prosper, as you know, we're short on time because we got a lot of podcasts to do. So we're going to do two hot topics and dive right into some of the great segments. The quick fire and uh, what's the other one we do? Uh, we, do cho- we do we do talking back, talking back, yeah, we and do crystal ball, crystal ball, and I think that's it. Okay, we'll jump into those. No, no, I do another. What's, I what's know, the one I, I do? Quick, 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 quick fire, quick fire. Oh, the quick fire. I love that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so listen, uh, let's just jump into it. So, uh, David, tell us a little about yourself, a little background, snooze eatery. Give us it all, man. Great. Yeah, I've been doing this for 35 years. Uh, I You'll started. Rookie. Yeah, I, yeah, rookie. I, uh, I finished uh, college in 88. I moved out to Aspen, Colorado. Never worked in the hospitality business before. Started working at Paradise Bakery uh, Paradise in Bakery. Aspen. And I partnered with the founders and we started growing restaurants. We ultimately built that to about 80 restaurants. We sold that to Panera Bread in 2007. Is that breaking news? Uh, I, that's not breaking it's news. Not that's breaking old news. news. I ended old up, news. I ended well, up, it's the first time we've said it. So, so it's, it's breaking, breaking us. That's yes. amazing. Ended up working for Panera, staying on board for four years. And when my agreement was up, uh, I was out of there. Uh, I did not like working for a big, giant public company. But I always say I learned as much in that four years uh, working there as I had in my previous 20 as an entrepreneur. Right. So it's a great experience, but I wanted to do something small again. And partnered with a private equity group in 2012. We bought Snooze at six units and we just opened number 62. We're signed to number that? 75. That's awesome. And Congratulations. Kind of grow, awesome. Growing with a bullet. That's unbelievable. Man. You did it with Paradise Bakery. You're doing it again with Snooze. Unbelievable. I, 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 like, I like that he went, graduated college, goes out to Boulder, never returns. That's it. And, and comes into the hospitality industry and making things happen in the industry you love. Well, I just came back from Bowling. I got to tell you, it's a place that when you go to, you might never leave. I hear it's pretty beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I want to kick things off with a hot topic, the front burner. There's my contribution to the, uh, to the uh, restaurant lingo. But something that we are rather obsessed with is loyalty. And you guys at Snooze have just upgraded uh, your program to my Snooze uh, Benefits. 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 Benedict. And um, he's from finance. He doesn't I'm get the these things. Guy. But listen, I love that you're finding new ways to reward your customers, your guests, and allowing them to redeem points, you know, towards side dishes and mocktail parties, um, yearly perks. Again, we think the engagement and the personalization and that relationship that loyalty and a good loyalty program allows you to form with that guest is so valuable. Co- can you share a little more about some of the trends maybe you're seeing and how the data 
I would imagine is pretty important to you through your loyalty is helping you guys in terms of data or data. It is definitely data. But you say data. I say data. It could be we're data. Gonna, we're gonna find data? out we're gonna find out what do you gonna... say, data or data? Data. Data. What do I say? Data. It is data. <laughs> Damn it. Can you tell us a little bit how the, the the data through your loyalty program is allowing you guys to make more informed and ideally better decisions? Yeah, I think look, when someone opts into your loyalty program, they're actually giving you permission to have a relationship with them, right? They're they're actually saying, I will share about myself and of myself. And through that, uh, you know, you have the ability to track them. So you start to see what they order, the times of day they come in, you know, you get to ask questions, uh, what other restaurants do they like to frequent? And you learn how to cater to that guest specifically. And look, this, this whole thing is about how do we build deeper relationships yes. with guests? Talk about that all the time, how much more expensive it is to attract a new guest or new customer versus the retaining and engaging in a relationship that's that's more the than car, just the car companies learned that a long time yes, ago so, a, honda, a person in a honda you want to just keep them driving honda yep and it's tough it's a long-term play i'm surprised with how many people i i speak with e even here at this conference that say you know we're never going to do loyalty you know initially to get into it you know you basically have to give away to people that are already loyal to you which is true but if you play the long term yeah you know, the investment comes back to you many fold I like yeah. to say, and I've learned this, you, Shatsy, and other great operators. I love that you learned something from I, me, I'm Jimmy. That the operators, they hate discounting, but they love rewarding. And they they'll, they'll, they would love to reward a loyal guest. Yeah, retailers a, started a, doing discounting. But a coupon that, that, shopper, that the one that's coming to your joint because he, he or she found that, that, that discount, that's not, your, that's not your valued guest. The valued oh, guests are my the mom. ones. The valued guests are the ones that continuously come back. The loyalty program just allows you to be a little more knowledgeable and start rewarding those folks. That's what I love about the loyalty programs. I listen. Loyalty is important. I love it. But let me talk about something a little bit more exciting. Second, second if you hot will. topic. Let me talk about the second hot topic, and I think it's a little bit more exciting. Let's talk about expansion. You take over this snooze six units. You grow it to like sixty-five. You got another ten in the hopper. You got he just, said, he just said sixty-two. Sixty. That's what I said. <laughs> sixty-two. Did <laughs> you splitting hairs, Jimmy? It's sixty something. Okay. You're growing up to a couple hundred more in the hopper. You got a couple hundred coming to Nashville. Boy, that's easy to say, isn't it? By the way, you try to keep them away from the numbers. You, you, you only got like a couple hundred, he said, in Austin. Now we're up to a couple city. hundred. Yeah, so you got about 5,000 in the in the pipeline right now before the end of 23. And that's 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 only a couple months. So you got this a lot last of work segment to do. Shazzy's his opinion uh, and maybe imagination, but but it's still a great story. All kidding now. aside, what's next on the horizon? What markets you're going to? What states? What areas? What cities are you looking at? Yeah, gosh, we're going into Florida this coming year. We're what starting kind of, like we're, in Florida. We're, we're, we're starting with Orlando and Tampa. We kind of view that as a as a market that operationally we can run together. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at Fort Lauderdale, we're going into Minneapolis, and you know we're also looking at Philadelphia. We're looking at uh, Cincinnati and Columbus as far as new markets go. Yeah, and sure. then we're trying to infill existing markets. Kind yeah. of that third, a third, a third strategy, a third, you know, mature markets continue to infill, continue to get growth, a third in our emerging markets where we've got several locations, but still a lot of white space. And then we've got to uh, continue to take on and seed new markets if we're going to grow down the line. So, right. you know, all of our new market stuff is all thinking about 26 and 27 in the pipeline. Just just like international plans, you think? Like, no, 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 no international. No, right? and I get a lot no, of, no. If you, you want to write me a check for fifty million dollars right now, you can have the international rights 
to snooze outside of the United yeah. States. Yeah. It's yeah. all, it's yeah. all, all I, get that checkbook out. You, 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 you were quick. Because I know you were quick. Oh, you did me You were quick. I was going to jump all your You know, so 50 million and I get international Never say never, but today, no plans. We have so much white space and so much growth here. I'm firmer with the number. Like 45, we take 45 million? He'll take 45, Jimmy. Negotiate after the uh, after the episode. I want to jump into our Christmas. That international rights, by We just bought international rights. Yes. No, we are international owners of snooze. There, there you go. How good is that? Yeah, thank you. Thank now, you. Someone can just lend us 44.99. Something of that million dollars. Go sheep. We're, We're there. there. 40 All right, listen, our crystal ball moment. We get to ask our guests, our friends, where do they? Where do they? they are they going to see dining and technology? Really, hospitality and technology. Two years from now, it's the it's the Kreskin, it's the Miss Cleo moment. But given how fast things are moving and how transformational we are, the the digitization almost of this industry. Just two years from now, where do you think we're going to be talking about hospitality and tech? Um, and I love asking restaurant owner operators because they typically lean very heavily on the integrity of the food. But now we're going to ask you about the dining experience. And the tech. Gosh, I mean, it's such a difficult question because, you know, we we were, you know, this industry, we were dinosaurs until till COVID forced yes. us out of that. I mean, dinosaurs. Yes. You know, you maybe you had I a mean, POS coal mine, system. Coal, coal mining may have been ahead of us. Yeah. You have a you have a POS system. Maybe you had a KDS system. Dishwasher. Maybe you had some yeah, basic basic data collection. And now when you look at all the different segments of uh, of, of the industry, everyone is trying to apply tech. To it, I still think where the industry is lacking. I mean, there's a couple issues. There, there's there's literally hundreds of startups in all these little areas of, of trying to serve the restaurant space. Yes. And in, sometimes we're a little leery. We get pitched some great ideas, but you have to ask yourself: Are you know are these places going to be in business, business right. a couple years from if now? I go all in on them. Yeah. And probably the biggest issue, and where I hope we're going two years from now, is is these products struggle communicating with one another. Yes. yes. Right. Everything has to talk to one another. We have been trying. Integration, as they say. It's it's the hardest thing because no one, starting with you know the the big guys like DoorDash, no one wants to share data. Right. right. I mean, data is king. Data is where all the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where all the value is, and uh, restaurants want to keep it and and own it. Third parties want to keep it and own it. And until someone really cracks that code, I think we're still just going to see a ton of bifurcation and, and nothing really consolidated. I think there's going to be very few winners until that takes place. Do you miss making schedules on Excel spreadsheets? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what I miss. Manager Redbook. I, oh, I, the Redbook. You might call me a dinosaur, oh, man, but I it. miss opening that page you and having it weather, on the desk. You saw so many covers, I, there, all I, the notes. I, 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 am, a, I am a dinosaur because I, I, I'm chronically griping about, we just need to get Redbook. Experience. Experience. <laughs> Redbook, <laughs> Redbook. Yeah, not because the Redbook. Redbook had everything, man. Knowledge, is, knowledge, is, shop, knowledge man. is cumulative. I agree. I just agree. getting better. Go back to you. A little talking back, Jimbo. And talking back, yes. We love um, we clearly enjoy having guests and friends come on the podcast so we could ask questions, but we learned along the way. Sometimes our guests have questions for us. So here's talking back. The microphone is yours. I like to say nothing's off the table. I hope I never have to actually correct that, but microphone's yours, my friend. What do you have for us? Yeah, you're the tech guys. Where do you see this industry in two years as it relates to tech? Like, Good what question. are going to be the big innovations? Question. You want to jump? Yeah, jump I, I gotta tell, I'm going to go real quick. 
because uh, you know how I feel about automation and things like that. And, and automation comes in a lot of different forms. It's not just, it's not like robots necessarily all running around making all the food. I, I think uh, that we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, I, I, I know we don't like using the, uh, the word dynamic pricing, but I think, uh, you know, revenue management. Revenue management, I think, revenue is management. important. I think you see it in airlines, you see it in hotels, you see it on the, uh, the, the Lyfts and the Ubers of the world, you see it on rental cars. Can, can we get to a point where maybe we can have some revenue management in the restaurant space in certain sectors? Maybe is it takeout? Is it all of your delivery? If, it, if it's snowing out, is it a little bit more money for that burger or something like that? Not gouging, transparent, but is that something we can we can get to and get and get customers to accept and buy in? Yeah, so somebody's going to do it. We've actually talked about that because obviously, you know, we're in the brunch business. We're on two-hour waits every weekend. Yep. So our demand on a Saturday and Sunday is way higher than yep. Monday through Friday. I mean, I have been waiting in a hundred-dollar pancakes. I've been in a lift line in Vail where the line has gotten so long, the lift ticket price changes as you're standing there in line on the digital screen. You know, there you go. It goes from 170 bucks to 190 bucks. So why bucks. can't we do it at Snooze? I think there's a unique relationship that guests have with the with these with these with these venues, and and we actually don't call them customers, we call them guests. But I agree with you, Shatsy. It has to be done with transparency. It has to be done with integrity. There has to be a fairness to it. Can't just always be, you know, against. It has to go both ways. So hundred dollar pancakes, you don't. No, like? no. Well, I'm just saying. Then there should be an opportunity when snooze is not that busy that there's a dollar pancake. So we've got to find the right dollar balance. pancake. It's got to make money, man. Yeah, we have to make some money. Yes. That being said, you know, this intersection of hospitality and technology yes. is, is very difficult. Yes. So in the middle of COVID, I would have said, okay, this is great. Everyone is is now using their cell phone to pull up a menu. Yep. And that's that's the future. I mean, everyone resisted it. All of a sudden, everyone was doing it. And now everyone is going back to menus. Yep. Why? Because hospitality, right? Yeah. They, they, they want that ease of use. It's less friction. It feels good to sit down and have a menu placed like in your house. Yep. Right? I like optionality. If you want to have paper menus and you want to have a QR code that someone can... And a menu. I mean, I don't mind the. I think so, but then the you know the actual realistic goal of saying, "Gosh, how do you have dynamic pricing?" The only way to do that is on a hundred percent digital platform. Yes. yes. Uh, otherwise, you're constantly saying, "I'm printing a lot of menus. menus, those yeah. menus, yeah, these it's, menus." It's not green. That's not green. It's bad for but, the trees. Bad for the environment. But yes. I agree with you. I think it'll happen someday. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I appreciate that. It's a great question. Great I love question. it. And I got to tell, you, I think I killed on the answer. I think it might have been your best answer ever. Yeah, I think you answered the in, same thing in, like a couple fact, weeks ago. In fact, that, answer, was, that answer, answer was so good, I was almost shocked you gave it. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Yes, yeah. It was a dig. It was a dig. Backwards, Listen, backwards compliment. We do a uh, we do a, a food service feud every week on the podcast. Food service feud. We go on LinkedIn. We ask like 100 million people uh, one question, and we get the responses, and then we give the question to you on the feud and see if you guess what they said, Okay. <laughs> So are you guys ready to play the food I'm service? Ready to play the Get your imaginary right. buzzer. Here we go. I asked 100 million people, and the survey, uh, the question was, uh, what is your favorite potato style? Favorite potato style. Is it mashed potato? Was it hash potato? Was it french fries or potato crisp? French fries. 
French fries is the number one answer. Jimmy, you are getting crushed yeah, on the food service way, feud. I want to respect that. I think I, I agree that I I would have I would have guessed that. I didn't I, see even try. But I will tell you that the gap between French fry and everyone, that has to be a, a ginormous, ginormous fall off. So to me, down. I'm going to say, I'm going to try to guess the second most oh, popular. We'll give Jimmy a chance. Mashed potato. No, no, that was three, Jimmy. That would have gotten potato a potato chip. Potato chip? I like a good I mashed potato. I would have gone with mashed potato. I would have gone with mashed potato. I with cream and maybe a little garlic mash, herb mash. And maybe these are wrong. They, well, they did stuff, this is what the people way, said. That's what 100 million people said. This is what 100 million people said. Listen, anyway. All right, listen. Great job on getting that right. Last thing, we'll let you go. You got to open up more stores in Nashville and Austin and the rest. International. Of it. International. What, that's yeah. us. <laughs> that's you. you help we got to go open up some we'll international stores. What's our first country, you think? <laughs> London. London. We're going London. Great I Britain. I love it. I love it. Don't do it. No, we're going. No, no, I meant don't do the accents. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Snooze Eatery London. All right, listen. I walked into that, huh? <laughs> we're, we're doing Brandon. We're going right to the quick fire right now. Okay, five lightning round questions. Don't think too long. Are you ready, sir? Yep. Soup in a cup or soup in a bread bowl? Soup in a cup. Favorite cuisine? Pizza. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Favorite food city in the world? New York. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I thought you were going to say Denver. Where is your favorite place to travel? Turkey. I've been to Turkey. I've I've been, heard, I heard good things. I heard been, good things. Yeah. I got my favorites. This is where things get a little tricky. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a classic game of cornhole, who do you have better odds of beating? Jimmy took off your shirt. <laughs> shaming. <laughs> There's always shaming. Oh, I, shaming. I just thought you were hot. Jimmy looks like he'd be pretty good. So, he is. so Michael, I got to say it's you. It's I think my odds are Michael, my odds Michael there. too. Yeah. That's, how, that's how seriously he's going to spank you. I mean, honestly, yeah, no, yeah, no, you call in, me Mike. I call me Mom. Yes. Plus, like my mom. of all the questions you could ask in all of our leases, so we have cornhole outside of all of our restaurants. We actually write into our leases that we get to play cornhole on the sidewalks in front of our buildings. Awesome. So we play a lot of cornhole What's, What is snooze. the cornhole like? How did that come about? Just curious. You know, we... we have such big weights oh, okay. on weekends mm -hmm. and on, on even weekdays that we need to entertain guests. Just a so engaging. we have, you know, giant Jenga and cornhole. Right. Uh, we just like to entertain guests. I think you should come gambling. You get some, uh, you know, like DraftKings things <laughs> yeah, going three, right in front. Three you card know? Monte, yeah, right? Get, get something going there. I like it. I, I was thinking, like, what was that SNL skit with Tommy Brothers? Yeah. He, they, he's got the hospitality starting outside the store. Yeah. Before they even come in and enjoy brunch. Yeah, just start... He's being hospitable and entertaining guests on the outside. I Jimmy, think that's, that's why he opened up Paradise Cafe, opened like 4,000 of them, sold it. 80. 1,800. Snooze, stick with the numbers. That's you're oh, the we numbers got the guy. the international rights, right. Jimbo. Wait till we get going. David, we uh, want to thank you so much for being on thanks, for joining guys. us on the podcast. You're a gentleman for doing it. Congratulations on all the success. And we can't wait to check in with you to see just how much. Well, I'll definitely be seeing you out thanks. in uh, yes. Colorado. Really appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yep. This is great. We'll, we'll come on up. Cheers, thank everybody. Thank you so much. Cheers.